broadcasting live from the reflecting pool, which is sort of from like the plane of wrath, but it was overlaid on Dominaria in the in the in the tempest cycle. It's all very complicated old magic lore. It's tap tap concede. Hi, I'm Kathleen, and today joining me we have three incredibly special guests. We have Cedric Phillips. We have he is a magic. Super well-known commentator, personality, pro tour, top eighter. I just do stuff. Well-known friend of the magic community. Excellent to have you here for the ver- for the first time. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We have Talia Vess. Thank you very much. Uh, and we have Joey from uh, EDH uh, Rec. Who and we are here because we're all here for the PPR and we're all hanging out and making a podcast and uh, we have some various mid-level spice to extra spicy discussion topics. I know. Love spice. (laughs) And everything nice. Let's do it. (laughs) But uh, I think it's, we're all professional magic content creators. So <laughs> the air quotes, I love that for anyone not watching. Professional big, <laughs> goes around mine. Yes. <laughs> Professional air quotes, content Set creators first. also air quotes. <laughs> yes, yes. I like to think of myself as a as a as an internet clown, but because you know, essentially that's what we do. But like um, for people who are maybe less familiar with uh, with all y'all um in the audience um i just want to have to have a little rap about what it's like being a content creator what do you do what's your day look like what are some interesting things (laughs) it's just 24 7 mostly true it's mostly true all right work-life balance what's that Cedric, do you want to kick us off? (laughs) Well, we're just going to throw the work-life balance thing in there. Uh, Doesn't really exist, uh, I would say, certainly for me. Um, Okay, so magic content creator and I guess just what I do in a general sense is the question. Yeah. Uh, So I've worn a lot of hats or whatever. I guess like technically right now uh, I am running an apparel company that that is magic adjacent named Coalesce Apparel and Design. Uh, I do magic commentary for the... um, Actually, I can say this now again. For the Pro Tour, hey, because we brought that term back, back. So that's fantastic. <laughs> so I do magic commentary for the Pro Tour in various roles, either as an expert, sometimes as play-by-play, or sometimes working at the news desk alongside Maria Bartholdi and others. Um, I uh, I really don't say that I podcast about magic as much as I used to anymore. Uh, and then I don't – I used to write articles. Sometimes I do. I have tweets that's content, right? <laughs> Tweets are content. Tweets are content. Right? Absolutely. So yeah. I do that too. So yeah, just every, what whatever one can do in the magic space, I have either done or I'm currently doing. So, and I'm on this podcast now too. So this counts as content. Everything is content all that, the time. That's also true. Talia, tell me about your unending uh, quest for content <laughs> at all maximized <laughs> times. <laughs> Yeah, so for mine, it's like a lot of connecting with the community. So for me, like I say it's 24-7 because I'm just constantly interacting with people in the community, whether that's through social media or when I'm live streaming, things like that. But um, I, I do a lot of different things. I think it's important to have multiple different avenues of uh, income, especially as a content creator, this is really hard uh, making it as a Twitch streamer. So I have, I started a group of marginalized communities at, called She Sparks, where we go to conventions and we just, you know, want to have a presence there at these predominantly predominantly male uh, conventions. So we have events going on pretty much like every single weekend. I also uh, am a guest at a lot of these uh, command fest just as my own uh, and streaming on top of that I, I stream on twitch and whatnot uh, which is a fairly new platform it's like eBay and twitch combined so I'm like live auctioning uh, which is fun I just get to like crack packs and talk about magic cards and yeah there's just like it's really hard to to balance but I think it is very important to take time for yourself and just you know, relax, do something you enjoy or else you're going to get burnt out. So I try to, I, I, I think I balance it. Okay. Like I'll, I'll just leave my phone on the bed charging for maybe 10 minutes and then come back. <laughs> oh, 10, 10 whole <laughs> no. minutes. Oh, 10 entire ten minutes. Whole minutes. What, a lux- what a luxurious break. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> 
Joey, tell us about your nonstop drudgery. I mean, content <laughs> creation lifestyle. Uh, no, it's fun. Like, uh, so EDHREC, uh, you know, really popular commander deck building website. Um, but it's also, you know, it's just a bunch of data on EDHREC. So we also added in the human element. We like to make, we have article content on there and I added all of that. Um, we also have the EDHREC cast, the podcast, which comes out every Friday and that's super fun. Um, then we have also additional videos that we do on there as well. Like our upping the average series is really, really fun. Just a bunch of places where we can look at the data on EDHREC and be like, hmm, some of these cards might be overplayed, like they're popular, but are they the best cards? Let's let's add the human element. Let's talk about the cards that we think are the most fun. Mm. Um, so we've got our bonus videos. We've got our, our weekly show like that. We also uh, stream twitch.tv slash EDHRECcast. That's on Wednesdays, and we get to connect with other people in the community. And I am so thankful to my co-editor, Chase, a.k.a. Manicurves, for helping me with any and all of that because, oh, man, it's, it's a lot. I miss my husband. I haven't <laughs> seen him in a while because oh. it's always the content. <laughs> Um, yeah, some, sometimes we get ten whole minutes of sleep somewhere in there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so is it just that? So is it just the two of you who handle all of that, like article and video podcasting editing? Uh, I'm I'm the article content, um, and Chase and I are both on the video side, and then we've got additional programmers for a lot of the other behind the scenes EDA track stuff as well. But but yeah, no, it, it certainly gets to be a lot. And Chase, of course, has their own um, you know streams and things like that too. So it's always uh, a, a web out into a bunch of other things too. But yeah, it, it certainly gets to be a lot, and it's nice to find a balance and honestly for me the way to find that balance has been getting help from other people <laughs> like leaning on other folks is definitely the best way to get that that's uh that's definitely something we do here like and well and now you've seen sort of the behind the scenes there's like a there's like tons of people who do like video editing and stuff like that like when we do the ppr like i'm making videos graham is making videos and we have matt and Corey who don't um, like appear in the PPR anywhere, but they're also like working on the judge videos and all of the other ancillary products and stuff like that that we make to go with this. Because I don't know, about... it takes a team. Yeah, yes. Boy, it does. does it. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Then when you're making something, you're like, well, if I'm already here and I'm already making this content, what if I also just, I mean, I'm already fifty percent bought into doing something else. I could just, you know, just add a little bit, just a sous-saw more work, and then I'd yeah. get a whole extra thing, right? We're, we're magic players. Yeah. We want to optimize. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We think we can do it all. It's good to have a co-deck builder. Sometimes yeah. doesn't yeah. hurt. Most of the time doesn't hurt. So if you've expanded it, so not to. I was admiring your shirt earlier. Thank and so you. So this is from your own line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So like, trying to be humble over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to point it out, but you're welcome to. I, I was like, I love this shirt uh, because I love Nirvana and I love Black Mana. So like, perfect. This this shirt, by the way, yes, came together at very last minute. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, we did a we did a release for around Coachella because mm -hmm. it's back this year, popular music convention, whatever. And so we and it's over the course of two weekends. Yes. And so we wanted to do a Coachella release in 2020, but the world, the world. <laughs> Pandini. So, yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, I don't know why I thought that was Blink-182. No. I'm completely, I'm completely no. wrong. That's okay. Well, That's shows okay. how we, much I know. We might have a Blink-182 yeah. adjacent shirt in our Slack I would love somewhere. to see that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we do our Coachella thing, and we were going to release six shirts, mm -hmm. uh, three one week and three the next. And we got to five. And we did not know what we wanted to do for the sixth one and just decided to like start Googling and stuff. And me and my team were thinking about bands and everything. And then like I just came across like the Nirvana shirt. And I'm like, eh, there's probably something there. And then, like the next day I woke up and uh, my creative director was like, what do you think about this? And I just go, oh, my God, you're a genius. <laughs> and that's it. So like <laughs> the first the other five that we have in the collection, those have been those have been ideas for like two years. And then this one was just like. We need something that's like Nirvana, but like same number of letters. And I just kept thinking, and, and like my and like we just couldn't think of anything. And then he just woke up the next morning. He's like, "You guys are idiots. It's Lily on it." And I'm like, "You're the smartest person alive." And that's yeah, that's how the that's shirt perfect. That's how the shirt came to be. So it wasn't like, oh man, you like it wasn't like some grandiose thing. It was just like he just woke up one morning. It was just like I think it's this presented, it, and I'm like, yeah, it's definitely it. And that was it. So. That's amazing. And that's that's teamwork, right? That's teamwork and that's how so much content stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't everyone talks about like thoughts in the shower or just like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just like, oh man, uh like notebook next to the desk, write something down. Like this just the ideas just come just at random sometimes, apropos of nothing, which is what makes being a content creator, in my opinion, extremely fun. Well, it's very fun to have like you're like oh my gosh I should do this but then the actual follow through of actually doing all of the thing that's where the hard work starts right because oh, like yeah it's it's easy to I have millions of ideas and some of them are even good but like <laughs> executing <laughs> on them 
<laughs> Sometimes even to vocalize what the idea is. Yeah. Like in your head abstractly, it's just like, yeah, absolutely. but then you try and pin it down and you're like, this is like nailing jello to a tree. I actually, yeah. it's difficult for me to even explain what my idea is actually is going to be. So having other people to like filter that stuff through. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. the only way that it can happen. Yeah, like when the idea comes to you, it's like, oh yeah, this seemed like it made perfect sense in my head. But now that I'm saying it out loud, <laughs> I appreciate that you are my friend and are not judging me. But like, you know, sometimes people will take a nugget of inspiration out of that and be like, but what if this, so it was a good idea. Right? <laughs> but that's that's the part that I think is really, really fun about the whole thing, right? Because if you look back on past ideas that you had and, you're, and in the moment, it just seems like this is the best idea ever. And then like you either talk to your friends or you look back like a year later and you're just like, well, not so much, but you know, we tried, you know, like I think, I think the failure of it all is really fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you have the ability, you know, as individual content creators, like we mostly are, or, you know, you have a lot of agency, it's just the ability to go like, you know what, I'm just going to try that and maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. And at the end of the day, we're just going to see how it goes. Like, I think that that that's the most fun part of, in my opinion, being a content creator. It's like, I just want to try this thing and see how it's going to go. And you just don't know sometimes how things are going to go and you can be surprised by the results. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, of content creators and lots of different things and lots of like ideas and, and I'm tr desperately trying to segue into our next question here and I appreciate everyone's patience while I'm, while I'm doing it. One of the things that Magic has been trying a lot is lots of different kinds of releases. Like this year we have had Kamigawa, we've had New Capenna, we're going to have um, Dominaria United and then Brothers War, but we've also had Secret Layers, we've also had Warhammer decks, Baldur's Gate, we've got um, Unfinity coming out in October, which I am personally very excited about. <laughs> Um, also, this double masters thing. Yes, the double so masters here that we're, that we're all <laughs> here for, right? Here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, there's that's that's a lot of releases, and that is a huge uptick. I think it was April King from Scryfall was talking about how many cards are going into Scryfall, and it was like you know they were averaged out over the years, and, and she was like you know it's been like you know a couple thousand, and like this year it's just uh, ticking up. Mm. How do you guys? Or how do y'all feel about like that flow of content? You're a commentator, so you have to keep up on this information. I'm gonna go last. You're gonna I'm, go, okay. I'm gonna go last. <laughs> I know that you have opinions. Actually. Yeah, TV, feel, fire. Tell feel free. Okay, well, I have a pretty quick opinion on this. I like. I'm always happy to see new Magic products because it changes the game. It keeps it fresh, you know. And I, I love, I love drafting. So. I can't complain, but I will say it is a lot to keep up with. Like, I actually haven't even looked at Baldur's Gate. And, you know, I've just been so busy traveling and everything. Um, but I feel like, I mean, it's already another set coming out and I, I miss Baldur's Gate. So mm -hmm. I feel like, woof, it just is gone. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, that opportunity to, to be at FNM when it when the set releases... It, it just keeps happening faster and faster and I'm like missing these really cool sets. Yeah. No, so that, that's my opinion. Uh, I'm like not complaining about it, uh, but it is, it is very fast. Yes. And it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> big, big same on that from me as well. And it's like to hear people say that they've already moved on from Baldur's Gate. I loved Baldur's Gate. I really loved the Baldur's Gate set. Drafting it was so, so much fun. And there are a bunch of commanders from it that I'm, I've like already switched over a bunch of my decks. I've built new decks. I absolutely adored that set. And Double Masters came right on the heels of it. And like, oh, but the thing, but the thing was right there. And I w wanted to spend as much time with that. I wanted to savor it. And that's the thing is that oh, we don't get to savor as much. What isn't itself a problem because a thing that I do also like this, uh, at least coming from the commander world, I do like to be surprised by things that other people are playing. I do like the experience of I've never even seen that card before when someone plays it you know, in a, a table. It creates a really fun social experience. And if that is a thing that uh, Wizards of the Coast is aiming for with a lot of product releases, I think they're certainly succeeding at that. And that is a vibe that is really fun. It feels a little bit like, you know, way back before Internet Age Commander, where, like, I don't know what these cards are. I'm delighted to be able to see them out in the wild. It's very mm -hmm. a, a more raw experience, maybe. But the way that the sets can overshadow the joy of other sets, especially as players of the game it does make you almost wonder a little bit if like yeah I, I don't know i guess players sometimes feel as though like these sets are so close together that we almost view them in competition with each other 
And that is a little bit of a shame. We're just like, I don't want these things to overshadow each other. And we sometimes even see that in the data on EDHREC, where these things are so close together that a lot of the commanders are being overshadowed. Like the top three from a set, the top two from a set might be very, very popular, but there are like 25 other legendary creature designs that are really, really engaging that no one's paying any attention to because they can't. No one has the creative capital to be able to do that. So it's there's there's a thing that I like about it. The the newness, the surprise, that is cool. But I, I, I am a little sad that I subconsciously view these products as being in competition with each other sometimes. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. a good point. Yeah. Saying in competition with each other is a it's a really good way to put it. I didn't think about that. Mm. So I think that's really smart. Um, so I have like an anecdote or two here. Uh, <laughs> or two. I don't want to like take over the podcast or anything. But uh, who's your, do you have a favorite band? Uh, uh, that's a, such a loaded question. I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> uh, we'll say, you know what? This is a perfect analogy. We'll say my favorite band right now is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Okay. So that's <laughs> awesome because I just found out about them two weeks <gasps> ago. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I was, oh on, I, was, I was on a date with someone, and they were just like, you've heard of this band? I'm like, that, you just made that up, because <laughs> that would not be the name of any band. And they're actually pretty great. They're amazing. Yeah. And and like and they've released like a million albums. I bought ticket. This is, okay, now I'm going to distract you with an anecdote. I bought a ticket to see them in October. Uh, it was going to be, the concert was going to be October 2020. And it was a big thing. It was going to be 15 albums, three-hour show in San Francisco. And I was like, yeah, they're going to play something from every album. And then... Um, the concert obviously got delayed and delayed and delayed, and now it's going to be October 2022, and now it's 20 albums. Oh my gosh! Three hours. Oh my gosh! So speaking of quick releases, you actually you, you've stolen my thunder a little bit. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. No, but, no, but you actually, but that was unintentional. That was unintentional. So that's it's actually really funny. Uh, favorite band? Talia. Just well, one of your favorites that you listen to a lot. Is Thundercat? Okay. <laughs> Joey. Uh, Depeche Mode, Electro Swing, I don't know, uh, Daft Punk. We'll <laughs> okay. go with Daft Punk. Okay, Daft Punk. Yeah. So for whoever you're thinking of, and you know, for the listeners and everything, if your favorite band released an album every two months, <laughs> how would you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Right, like my favorite band's Paramore. I love Haley Williams and Paramore to death. Mm. I don't think I want new music from them every two months. Mm. Like I would do, like their last album after laughter came out in 2017, and they're apparently working on music in 2022. And you're mm-hmm. still listening and enjoying. And I love stuff. after laughter and all the old <laughs> stuff, and I'm really looking forward to the new thing because looking forward to something, it is kind of awesome, mm-hmm. right? Like the new Thor movie is coming out soon. Like I'm looking forward to going seeing that, and where the Marvel universe is going to go, and all this other stuff, right? But like if a new Marvel movie came out, like every like month or two months i'd be like i don't know like i'll see it when i can get to it mm-hmm. or like when the, if a new paramore album or any album uh, or band that anyone's thinking about right now like eventually you'd be like i don't know i'm less interested because there's so much or like i don't know i'll get to it when i can get to it like i'm a little <laughs> tired of i can't believe i'd ever say this but i'm a little tired of paramore now because there's so much of it right and like you you feel like it's an overload um mm. and that's what i feel like is going on with Magic a little bit right now. Like, I understand why they're releasing as many products as they can. The audience is getting much larger, Mm. and I imagine their teams internally are growing. And look, if we're just going to talk dollars and cents, makes a lot of sense to do it. Let's just be honest. But at the same time, like, I understand, Joey, what you're saying, and Talia, what you're saying, it's just like, this is hard to keep up with now. You know, Mm -hmm. like, we're traveling, we're on the road, we're going to Command Fest, we're doing things, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Baldur's Gate? Yeah, sure, that's a thing that happened. (laughs) I don't, like, that's I that, Baldur's Gate, that's set and everything, because I'm, I'm not like a big commander player. It doesn't even really touch me. I wasn't really a big Baldur's Gate fan, like growing up or anything. I understand that's over for a lot of people, and that's awesome. Like, it's like it didn't even happen to me now. It's right. just gone. Right. Yeah, it's just same. gone. Right. So now we're here for Double Masters. Yeah. And then Brothers War is soon ish. Bro- Brothers War is November. It's first, it's Dominaria United in August. Yeah. I think. Okay. So Dominaria United is going to happen. I'm sure they're probably going to be like some supplementary set in between tween there i don't know what it's going to be and it's just like yeah. I, like i i want to enjoy i want people to enjoy like each one of these independently as best they can but it just seems really hard to do that when so much is going on and that is independent on whatever the heck else is going on in our lives <laughs> You know, like whatever our other interests are. Wait, wait. Coffee or whatever, right? You, you have interests outside of magic? That's a crazy thing to think, but it is true. Do you get more than 10 minutes of sleep? Not at really. <laughs> <laughs> Not at really. And, like, that's, that's, I guess, concern is, like, 
kind of a strong term to have because like I don't work for Wizards of the Coast, so I mean they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do. So like I'm not really concerned per se, but it is tough, right? You know, like I'm thinking now of like you know it doesn't seem like Coldheim was that long ago, and I like I remember like the world building they were doing for that, and then like they had like the it had like a real metal feel mm-hmm. and everything they were doing there, and it's just like that feels like it was forever ago, but it wasn't really forever ago, you know. Mm-hmm. But like how long did we really get to enjoy that? And then I actually right now I'm blanking on oh Strixhaven was after that, and like. I imagine that creative team spent a long time on that set, and that set was really cool, like, with what they did with the color combinations. And it's like, I don't know, did that really happen? Well, this is, this is, I've seen other people sort of online discussing this. Like, we used to have, way back in the day, like, uh, we, you know, um, there was, like, multiple sets in a block. It would tell, like, a larger story. Like, Mm -hmm. you'd have... You know, like, you know, the original Ravnica set was like three sets, right? It was like Ravnica, Guild Pact, and Dissension or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And nowadays, one Kaldheim, one Strixhaven, and then it's one and done. And they might come back to the plane, like I'm assuming there's going to be the other five color combos. They're going to have returned to Strixhaven, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't know when that's going to happen, right? So um, have you all felt that that's like maybe impacted your ability to enjoy and get to know a plane and spend time there because you're only spending three months and then moving on, essentially? I guess I'll answer this first, and then you let you guys go wherever you want with it. It it hasn't really affected my impact like my ability to enjoy it because like i like kind of immerse myself into whatever that world's going to be Mm. i just know it's going to be a short stay and there's part of me that dislikes that even though like there's the potential to revisit as you mentioned with strixhaven maybe we'll we will see the other color combinations presumably uh it just feels like in some respects it feels like you got to get in and get out because the next thing is coming and Mm. given that the next thing is coming like i imagine i imagine like you know whatever the next set is after strixhaven i can't remember what it is now but like imagine like you're really enjoying strixhaven you're just like hey guys you may want to play some Strixhaven. People are like, no, the new set's out. What's wrong with you, loser? And it's like, I don't know. I like this one. Can we keep playing this one? It's like, no, we got to play the new one. The new one's here. So for anyone who like, like imagine asking your friends right now, does anyone want to like Strixhaven booster draft? No. <laughs> and it's not like Strixhaven booster draft is bad. It's just like, no, like that was four sets ago. We're not going to do that. Double Masters just came out. I want to play that. Yes. Right? right. So like we get this very finite period to enjoy that set. And then it, uh, it doesn't feel like anyone's going to go back and revisit that set. So I guess I maybe they don't really take replayability into concern. Maybe they do. I don't know what their goals and their metrics are. But it feels like Strixhaven is just like, that was a thing that happened, and now we're done with that, and now we're moving on. Mm, mm. So that's my feeling on it. Yeah, and I mean, I get, like, I understand from the marketing point of view of, like, um neon dynasty it brought in like so many new players to the game uh the D set um so like i get it they're trying to appeal to like so many different uh interests um but i'm completely with you on that like yeah it kind of it kind of like lost that um enjoyment i would say that I that I normally got because it is so fast. I, I kind of feel overwhelmed by it, really. Mm. That's yeah. the word for me. It feels yeah. a little yeah. bit like I'm uh, was a river, had fun playing in the river. The current got a lot stronger. Oh, it's a tidal wave now. That's, that's a bit like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like ah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do have an interesting question for you and everybody else. But I'll start with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, how long should we stay in a thing? It's not. I don't think there's an answer to this question I, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah I don't. Well, because I mean, it's it's like funny. I could have I could have done a second set of Strixhaven, but like when we got to the Crimson Vow part of like our two set stay on Innistrad, I was like, I'm so done with this. Yeah, right? I felt that yeah. way too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, it's kind of hard, and like I don't know. It. I think it depends on the set, on how much I like the set, yep. and that's a personal answer for me that might not be the same for everyone else, right? Like, I don't know, so maybe it's other people out there are just like, man, I could have done a third set on Innistrad. I was so annoyed that we had to move on to Kamigawa. You know, screw Strixhaven. I don't want to go back there again, right? So, eh, I don't yeah. envy those creative decisions. Yeah, like, like it's six months at a set feels way too long, right? We don't want to be playing the same set for six months or in the same world for six months, but like, is it three months? Is it... What, four months? I feel like yeah. the supplemental sets are more the thing that make it feel like it's a, a nonstop. Like the actual sure. standard releases, like those feel like a pretty, those, those feel properly spaced. But I it's just like Baldur's Gate versus the Double Masters thing is the, the thing on top of other sets. It's like yeah. a, there's a, a twice as much going on 
in the bonus product. I'm not sure if that's the the correct way to, to phrase it, but yeah, yeah but I know what you mean. mean. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the standard sets are well spaced because if you just look at standard, we've got four sets this year, but like we're talking about whatever supplemental stuff is coming out. We've got, um, we're here for double masters with the next standard set is Dominary United. And the next standard set after that is the last one of the year. But then in between there, we've still got, uh, another set of commander decks cause it's the Warhammer commander decks and yep. a full another unset coming. Yeah, out. That's so right. that's four releases between August and November. And that, and that unset that I know you're excited for that. That's what I was going to mention too. Cause like there's a, those unsets, they are definitely like for a certain type of audience. And that's awesome. Like, I'm glad those sets exist. And I think, I think they're cool, but like, you know, I feel like you can only get people, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I feel like you can only get people excited about so many things over the course of the year. You know, like it's like Baldur's Gate, yes, and it's like now you're excited for Infinity, and it's like here's the next thing, and it's just like I can only be excited about so many things. Yeah, it just in life. I mean, maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe people can get excited about a ton of things, and then their life is just awesome. <laughs> like I don't know, but how often can you just go like I'm excited for this set, and then like. I'm excited for the next one in a couple of months, but like you still want to enjoy the Uninfinity set. The hype train also needs more than 10 minutes of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I would agree. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. So I think we've all, that that was I, one of our medium spicy questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, I would say this is also medium spicy. I'm going to save the very spiciest question till the end, but here's a medium spicy thing. It's like, and, and, and maybe Talia, you'd be the one to kick us off because the one, the other thing we wanted to talk about is the magic community. How do we think the magic, and you're such a big part of the community and do a lot of like, you know, traveling and playing and and community building through the streaming you're doing. What do you think are some of the things that the magic community is doing well right now? What are some things you think the magic community might need to improve on? (laughs) Yes. Um, oh God. Uh, yeah. So this is a very loaded question. Um, I think that uh, what I've seen over the past few months since conventions have been coming back is this like categorization of women in the magic space as like just being cosplayers. Um, I know personally like I've been asked by several different companies to come to their event as like a booth babe cosplayer and I'm like I don't do that (laughs) (laughs) I make magic content and I have been for four years and like I feel like a lot of all the hard work that women put into the community is overlooked by just playing dress up which look I love cosplay I used to be a cosplayer uh, like a decade ago and I appreciate it as an art form uh, but I think like it's just been kind of sad to to immediately be offered that position over just coming and being myself as, as a community builder and uh, someone that really represents the game like for free you know what I mean <laughs> so I think that these companies, um, not necessarily like magic. I think I think Wizards of the Coast has done a good job of being more inclusive over the past couple of years. I have seen a lot more uh, women and non-binary people like coming to these events. But yeah, there's still a lot more work to be done with that. And um, that's just these companies seeing value in all of the women content creators out there because there's a ton of them. And honestly, throughout the pandemic, I in in Twitch, I wouldn't have met a lot of these people. So I'm very grateful uh, to have built such a strong community of women. Uh, and hopefully we can just have a more presence at these events and continue to do that. But yeah, yeah. I think that's I think I, I I think that like as far as like representation goes, I like that the 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 game of magic, the actual art on the cards has gotten a lot more diverse over the co- uh, yeah, last yeah. couple of years. I am very appreciative and of I that. certainly appreciate yes. it as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the the whole like come be a come be a we just want you for cosplayer is infuriating to me on, on several levels. One, because it like pigeonholes female content creators as yes, they're here to to, to to look nice and to do cosplay, which is an art form. It means that anybody who's maybe not in that, like what about, you know, men or non-binary people who want to cosplay is like, where are their opportunities to come and look cool, right? Are they, are these people exactly. being asked? I don't think they are, yeah, right? So I haven't you know, seen them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like you're leaving so. out, you know, pe- everyone likes to cosplay. 
and you know and just yeah that's to me annoying so i i share your annoyance um joey yeah. what do you think uh are we focusing on the things need to improve things that they're doing well uh, both both yeah, whatever uh, you want to say. Yeah, I guess I'll take a positive swing into this. Like, as we're recording right now, um, Olivia and Alias V are currently doing an absolutely flipping amazing charity stream for the NAF. And, like, we were just watching it right before we sat down to record. And honestly, those are those are the glimmers that I hold on to. Absolutely. Sometimes. So, like, I, I, I like to see the community rallies together when it has to, when it needs to. And that is definitely a heartwarming thing. So, I like I like spotting those moments and I like contributing as much as we can. Yes. Yes. Good job, ladies. I yeah. totally agree. They're crushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're absolutely crushing it. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I don't know. What do you think? You're like more <laughs> involved in like, cause you know, you're, you're doing commentary for the pro tour now. Right. I so am. like, you're like at a very high level is like, uh, you know, a face representing. Oh gosh, don't do that. Please. <laughs> I mean, you're just a dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we're representing the game though. You know? I agree. Like, I agree. I, it's a positive thing. No, I agree yeah. with you. I, I, I say that in jest just because like <laughs> I, a lot of the time I'm just like, Hey, I'm just, I'm just a person who is kind of good at talking to a microphone. So I don't really see myself as like, Oh, you're like this big face of the game and stuff like this. And I actually, I actually talked to, um, Shivam about this mm, recently mm. on his podcast, uh, that I recorded earlier this week about like, you know, representation and stuff like that. And me knowing that it matters. Cause I trust me, I know that it does, but like not being cognizant sometimes that like, Hey, you're like a main face of magic and you're also black. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess those things are factual, <laughs> you know, but I don't think about it that much. Mm. Um, to answer your questions, um, I guess I would say the thing that I wish people did better with magic or it could be improved upon is just like, I'm not anti people saying they like, I'm not someone who is just like, Hey, if you don't like something, don't say something. Cause like you're, I'm all for people like expressing if they like something or dislike something. I do wish a lot of the time that magic was just in a space where like people just would enjoy it more. Um, mm. Cause it does feel like there's just like, a lot of complaining mm-hmm. for the sake of complaining, mm-hmm. and I and it's just something that's just kind of a drag a lot. I I told you guys the story over breakfast, so I'll make it kind of short. But like at Command Fest Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago when I was there, and I'm someone who's hyper competitive, has been playing in like Grand Prix and Pro Tours for like two decades, right? So you go to a Grand Prix or a Pro Tour, and it is a bunch of Magic players who are hyper competitive and mostly miserable because I can't believe I got mana screwed. I can't believe I got mana flooded. This person was so much worse than me. I'm so much better than them. Now I have three losses. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The Command Fest I went to. In Las Vegas. And I'm not a commander player, and I probably never will be, and that's no one's fault just because I don't want to ruin anyone's fun. That was people that are just so happy the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I'm in the twilight zone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that like you got mana screwed and you don't care? Because you're just going to play another game? Yeah. <laughs> okay, <not> okay, <laughs> weirdo. Like, that was my experience there. It's just like I I got my little booth where I'm like selling my shirts or whatever, and I'm doing pretty good that weekend. But I'm I I really enjoy people watching and people listening mm. when I'm at events and just like when I'm traveling, right? And I'm just there, and this is not my this is the commander audience. I love them, but it's just like not my group of people. It's just because I'm I'm just not a commander player. But I understand that magic. What's great about it is you can enjoy it in so many different ways, and that's what mm-hmm. makes the game great. So I'm listening to all these people, and they're just having the time of their life, just playing four player games of commander or heads up whatever. And they're just like, yeah, you know, like that was a really good game. You want to play again? Yes. People just going up to one another. Hey, you want to play a game of magic? Yeah. Uh, y- yes. Why is that weird? Why is that a weird interaction? That's what everyone's here to do. Yeah. And that's the thing that's happening. And like, I wish that that would happen just more of like, hey, I like magic. You like magic. Let's talk about magic. Let's play magic. And it doesn't have to be negative or like, you know, these tweets of people just complaining about ABC and XYZ. It's just like the game is fun. Just find the way that you enjoy the game and do that. And if there's a part of the game that like you don't enjoy, like let's say like you don't like Pioneer, then don't play Pioneer. Yeah. Or don't play the format you don't like. Like play the things that you like and enjoy those things and have fun doing the thing that you enjoy. Yeah, you don't have to tell Twitch chat how (laughs) (laughs) much you hate it. Hypothetically, (laughs) if that were to happen. Yeah. How much of that do you guys um do y'all think is the algorithm rewarding negative behavior? I I am very much believer of what you put out into the world is what you get back. So you know, like just Put out positivity and you'll get positivity back and, you know. 
I, the, I, I'm a million the alternative. With you. I do. Yeah, yeah. And look, I know who I am as a person, so I'm not, it's not like I'm not perfect. Like I know what my Twitter looks like. Like I do go <laughs> off on people sometimes and various <laughs> other things. Cause like I'm a human being. So there's that. But at the same time, like to answer your question about the algorithm, like, look, does negative sell more over positive? I mean, yes, yes, mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah, it does. Yeah. You mean like there's, you know, Fox News or whatever, like, you know, those things, like, those tactics work, you know, even, like, these sports shows on ESPN of, like, first take of, like, two people just screaming at each other and stuff like that. They don't even actually believe, but they're just screaming at each other because it gets hits and it gets views. I agree with you, like, you know, you put out positivity, you're going to get positivity back, like, and that's what I think people should strive for. And I'm not saying that complaints aren't valid because, like, there are, magic's not perfect, Mm -hmm. it's far from perfect, but I do think that there is an abnormal, um, like, I guess I'll say this. It shouldn't be jarring or shocking to me, person who's been going to magic tournaments for 25 years, to go to a magic tournament and be like, this is weirdly positive. Like, that shouldn't (laughs) happen, right? That should not be my experience of, like, I leave Vegas and I'm like, man, everybody was so happy. That's so weird. All right, see you at the next one. Like, that shouldn't be my experience. That's just a weird thing to have happen, I think. Mm -hmm. The the Command Fest Richmond was like a tonic for the soul. It was just just so happy. I was like, I, I honestly, like... Big confession here. I like happy cried. Like when I went back to the hotel, it's just like, this is so wholesome and I like it a whole lot. Yeah, I really, I really like the wholesome environment. That's why I play commander. And it's not always like that though. You know, there, there's CEDH and there is a competitive scene for commander. But yeah, when you're at these events, you just want to connect with people and like, you know, being in the pandemic, like in these events coming back for the first time, it's like really refreshing to just connect with people. Yeah. The gathering part of the magic, gathering. the gathering. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I, what, what I do like to hold on to is just that, like, whenever there are those big complaints, the reason that people complain is because they care a whole lot. Mm. Like, Agreed. That is always the thing yeah. that I want to give them. Like, down at the heart of there somewhere, there's something that I do want to make sure that I pay attention to. Just vocalizing it is sometimes a tougher part, no matter where it's coming from. Like, you know, I, I'm certainly not going to say that 100% of the, like, commander's got its salty players, too. Commander's got yeah. salty players too. Like, I believe it. Let's yeah. let's not. You know, it has nothing to do with how competitive anything is. Like, everyone can get uh, in their in their persnickety moments. Yeah, is the way that I'll phrase it. Maybe so. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it's everywhere, but it's always because we're so emotionally engaged in this game because we love it so much. So mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing that I like to hold on to and remember. Um, even if it could be left out of Twitch chats a little bit less often, sometimes you know. Yeah. Hypothetically. <laughs> So we all like that it's a fun game and that we all like playing with each other and and we could we could do with a little less grumping and if you don't like something you don't need to go off on it unless it's you know the algorithm is rewarding you I suppose. <laughs> it does seem like the algorithm does reward negativity a lot. Um I you know I only try to spread positivity and yeah, the algorithm doesn't like me very much, but I mean, so so I mean, yeah, I, yeah. But the, the, it's what I choose to do. So that that kind of circles back yeah, into yeah. like you know when talking about the the content creation piece of it though, like yeah, yeah. I'm sure we've all felt that potential pull to be like drawn towards the like oh let me make a more complainy type of video or complainy type yeah, of stream or things I'll like type that it out because I bet this I'll would get more engagement, more views, delete, become more yeah exactly and <laughs> yeah. On, no, no honestly big same that is the, the thing that I've done well I, I'll type out a script just be like oh all right I've said yeah. my piece I'm not publishing this yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to I complain in a way that is for me only mm, and yeah. then I can actually once it's outside of myself I can look at it and be like I don't need to say that. And I actually don't even know if I agree with all of it. That was just emotion. I'm glad that exactly. I could filter that out with a little bit of time and distance. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I, I do the phone a friend for that. Nice. Which yeah. Is, yeah. I just, I'll call one of my friends. And I'm like, hey, I w- do you have interest in opting into a conversation where I complain for like five minutes? I need to get this off my chest. And it's like, yeah, sure. You also Aww. have to ask like, you know, it, ask the person if they're willing to opt into this yes. instead of just calling and be like, you won't believe what happened. They're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't really have the space to take this on, you know? So it's just like, hey, uh, do you have like 10 minutes for me to just kind of go off for a minute? Cause like me tweeting, this is a horrible idea. And it's yeah. like, yes, it's okay. Perfect. Great. Get that out of here. And it's just like, all right, it, it's the same thing. It's a verbal form of writing the scripts or what you're, or the drafts or whatever. It's just, yeah. blah. Okay, cool. I'm good. Cause mm-hmm. again, we're all human. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 When, when you make sure. a thing, you want it to be good, fun, entertaining, engaging for, for other folks. And so 
having the emotional moments always good we're all going to have them we're, we're all going to have them but mm -hmm. like finding a healthy way to do that so that you can still continue to make an entertaining product for other people who are watching because that's what it's all about because not only do you want to have a fun time playing the game you want to have a fun time with the people who are watching whatever it is that you're making yeah you want to put out a product that people are that when people watch it they're like that was great i had a good time i have a smile on my face because everybody else had a smile on their face and i felt yeah. the genuine friendship connection of everybody enjoying themselves right yeah that's like a a big focus of what we do here we just y'all yeah. do a great job at that well, totally agree yeah. mm. well maybe the algorithm could reward us a bit more too <laughs> <laughs> oh well we're we appreciate everyone's support but before we wrap up i have teased a couple of times i was going to ask a very uh like a like a four hot pepper spice question oh boy Oh boy, just looking directly at me. All right. What, what did I do? <laughs> I wanna I want a hot take on food. You said you wanted a, a food question. What's your what's what's your what's your spiciest, most controversial food opinion? Oh, no. mm, okay. Or coffee. You could go food or coffee. Well, I'm not like I'm not I, so I don't drink coffee or like caffeine like basically ever. I did have a chai latte this morning. It's like the first caffeine I've had in like two months, but I don't drink coffee. So, but I'm not like someone who's just like going to punch down on people who enjoy coffee because that'd be throwing a lot of punches. I'd get really tired. Um, and you don't have any coffee, so you're. <laughs> I, would just, I would just get exhausted doing that. Um, I think my hot take on food right now. So my previous hot take on food was like bacon is just really overrated. Um, I agree with that, and whoa. it's a very spicy take, though. Oh, yeah, no. like the bacon. I'm like, gonna jump into the comment section. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is our negative engagement. Like the whole like bacon on everything. It's just like okay, everybody just chill out. Like I don't know. Like I, first of all, bacon's like just worse than sausage, but that's whatever. Um, yeah, I feel pretty strongly about that. Um, I think, I think avocado is just getting itself a little too busy right now. Just kind of mm. everything. So okay, sorry. <laughs> I literally eat an avocado every day. Okay. <laughs> it's healthy fats. It's so creamy. Just, just throwing that out there. It doesn't really taste like anything. <laughs> so I don't know. Just it tastes like salt when you add lots of salt. Oh, you add, when you add things to it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, it tastes like the thing that you add it to. Cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not just, I think avocados just, it's gotten really popular for reasons I don't quite understand. I, I agree that it is healthy fat. I just think it's a little like avocado toast. I don't know if I never saw it again, I'd be happy. So, <gasps> well then you'd be able to afford your mansion. That's true. That's true. I eat guacamole. I put avocado on everything. I, I like just toss I like, it in a soup. I put I like it. guacamole. I do. That's because guacamole oh. has other bits in it though. That's also true. Actually... <laughs> real like guacamole originally from mexico is like not all of the added tomatoes and extra ingredients it's like pretty plain. i'm from canada and our mexican food <laughs> is very poor no. oh, wait. Oh, wait this begs the question though like that was you a controversial add, like, all food take and controversial food and coffee take it's your I turn now a, now you're on the spot oh my god i don't have like a controversial oh Okay. Can I, can, I try, can I try to like set you up for once? And yes, please. Okay, great. Um, I am of the opinion. I hope you guys aren't sponsored by these folks. I think that Starbucks is like garbage. Mm. Um, I just don't think they have like good coffee or really good anything outside of their banana nut bread. Um, okay, the lemon bread is good too. Okay, okay. Yeah. So like, is Starbucks like good coffee? Um. Okay. So <laughs> that is okay. That's very interesting. So I. Yeah. yeah. So. I will say I actually got to, I went to El Salvador recently and I visited a producing uh, facility. It's the largest produce, producer there in El Salvador and they produce all the coffee from El Salvador to Starbucks. Okay. And it is, you know, the same quality as like a specialty coffee. It's all in how they roast it. So Starbucks generally roast their coffee like very dark so then you just get that kind of like burnt like aftertaste so it's not that the coffee is bad it's just roasted and prepared differently than like what i prefer like i prefer something a little bit lighter roasted so you get a lot of the it's almost more like a tea you get a lot of floral notes mm. and you'll taste a bunch of different flavors whereas if you go to starbucks it's just kind of you know you just get that like bitterness or burntness so 
after seeing that, I'm not like a Starbucks hater. <laughs> I will say I haven't been to a Starbucks in several years until I went to Guatemala, which Guatemala is known for their coffee. And they just opened up their very first Starbucks okay. in in their city. So uh, that was really cool to visit, though. Okay. Um, it wasn't like the coffee wasn't very good, but it was all like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just a beautiful beautiful setup okay so i'm not totally against starbucks but is starbucks overrated absolutely that that starbucks right. is that yeah definitely overrated so i feel like starbucks has these enormous lines because it's, like, it's sugar just, yes <laughs> do you know what it's i the mean the morning sugar yeah, like, yeah you yeah. just wake up and instead of like going to it's like people going to dunkin donuts in the morning or something it's just like i gotta get i gotta get my like i gotta get my starbucks i just gotta start my day there yeah but it's like but like, is it even good or is it just a habit? It feels like it's just a habit. Oh, it's definitely a it's habit. It's a habit. Okay. You're, you're talking to someone who like, we have good coffee at the, like very good coffee to, it just needs to be ground and brewed. But uh, I didn't have any coffee this morning and I could literally could not wait to grind and brew decent coffee. So I had a cup of instant coffee because I needed caffeine because I was getting a headache. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it's literal drug withdrawal. It is drug. <laughs> it is a drug. Yeah. Okay. Uh, For what it's worth, I also have another. I have another. I have a, like a group question about food, but I want to hear. I, I oh right, controversial food take. Yeah. Um, olives on pizza is worse than pineapple on pizza. Olives are little black I holes agree, that suck though. the flavor out of food. I do not like I olives. Agree. But but a, a good old like Hawaii, like Canadian bacon and, and pineapple on pizza. Yeah, or jalapeno. Fine. Throw on some yeah. jalapeno, mm, avocado. Absolutely. absolutely. So avocado <laughs> on pizza. Okay, no. <laughs> Thank you. What? Thank you. Are you kidding Thank me? You. I, I, that that was a step sprouts? too far for me. On Whoa. pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, where are we right now? <laughs> okay, we have Canada. that in Houston. <laughs> Sorry. We have a Brussels sprout pizza, and it's super good, and it has like a hot honey on it. Oh, oh my really, God, that sounds that actually, great. That actually does sound good. It yeah, is. You, you, you might be persuading me. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a very good pizza place here that will do stuff like, they, they, do, they do a pizza, and this is going to sound awful. But it's like it's a cream base with ricotta cheese and roasted squash and green olives and spicy chili honey, and it is yeah and leeks and it is incredibly oh, good. Well, leeks are leeks are divine. They're a god tier onion. They are so good. I, I feel so like good. this is this is an amazing behind the scenes moment. For, like we started off talking about magic content creation, but really we're all just like the food. Like this, <laughs> this is yeah. what it was just like. Yeah, the content is really fun. Making all we we eat, sleep, live, and breathe magic. But also like when we actually get the chance to hang out, what do we do? We talk about coffee. We talk about food. Yeah, we like, eat. Yeah, <laughs> we eat. Yeah. Okay. Right, can I can I do can I interject one more? Please go okay, ahead. So I have like um. So this is actually should a high high I should answer the question. So I apologize in advance. Um, I'm like on a. It's not like a food crusade, but like. You go to a nice restaurant or anything, you get a dessert, and some. I feel like the desserts are really overdone a lot of the time. There's like a mm -hmm. lot going on, mm -hmm. and I'm mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of simple is best. Chocolate it's, cake. Yes. So simple chocolate cake. At some point, I'm probably going to open a restaurant in my life before all is said and done. And I any desserts that I have on the menu are going to be extremely simple. So I ask you, wonderful people around me, what do you think the ceiling is on a Rice Krispie treat? <laughs> There were a lot of endings to that question mm -hmm. I that I thought were happening. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> I, I was like, cookie, brownie. Uh huh. No. Because think about Rice it. Rice Krispie. Think, think about all the places you've been to that you've eaten at, nice or otherwise. And I've eaten a lot of places all over the world, and I've never been to any restaurant that has a Rice Krispie treated dessert. Mm. And that's weird to me because <laughs> places have cookies that yeah. can be really nice, and there's myriads yeah. of cakes and everything else, but no place I've ever been to has been like one of our desserts on our menu is a Rice Krispie treat. So the Starbucks I was telling you about that just opened in Guatemala mm -hmm. had a really big Rice Krispie treat in their case. Okay. And so I was so excited because I do love Rice Krispie treats and they're who, kind of hard who to doesn't, find. Who doesn't love Rice Krispie so treats? So I did order one, but it was not, not good. good. It was very like just fell apart, mushy, like sticky. And mm -hmm. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a good so i'm thinking of like christina tosi who yeah. um goodness i can't think of her chain of restaurants um her chain of dessert restaurants now um milk bar she does milk bar. oh oh yeah i yeah. don't like milk bar <gasps> there's a lot going on there's a lot going it's on a lot. with, it's it, with so their much stuff sugar. right so but like Choo -choo i'm, I'm always thinking to myself 
if like what is the best version of like a rice krispie treat like if someone just made like a brown butter rice krispie treat how good could it be yeah. why isn't one of these ever on the menu at a restaurant well you need to do it with homemade marshmallow though not like that you know garbage See, but i've heard yeah. but i've heard like homemade marshmallows don't melt that well for this purpose oh because like the craft marshmallows have like cornstarch in them and everything and like homemade marshmallows don't have that right so interesting like marshmallows just taste like plastic and you're complaining about avocados tasting like nothing (laughs) i didn't didn't know i was going to be under attack here that's kind of rude i mean i'm just saying like marshmallows it just can we bridge the gap between you the the ceiling on the rice crisp retreat is avocado crispy treat <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh that would be good like i guess i please, guess my please make that <laughs> i guess my question is like is there a world where a rice crispy treat as a dessert can be like a 10 no wow coming in nope coming in no nope. hot there's a lot of people that don't like marshmallows okay, okay. like if you have that on your menu are you how many people are actually going to order that you know what i mean you got to think about that I agree. I don't know. Yeah. Like one out of 10. What if your Rice Krispie treat, which is a good brown butter Rice Krispies treat with, you know, maybe half plastic commercial marshmallows, half (laughs) marshmallows. (laughs) I also do not like marshmallows. Okay. Okay. Um, um, And then you maybe do a topping on top of it or something like that, but maybe not something super sweet, right? Maybe something kind of like rich and flavorful. Yeah, I don't know. The crispy base. Like a peach. Something tart. Yeah, yeah. To kind of break apart the sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe peaches. I've just always found it a little weird that nowhere I've ever been to outside New York mentioning your experience where there was rice krispies treat but like you go to like a fine dining restaurant like you can There's get like no fine you can get like a brownie yeah. you can get like a brownie and it's just like this is brownie. basic brownie basic cookie yeah. basic chocolate cake basic chocolate mousse whatever right you can just get something very basic and simple that's extremely well done no one has rice krispies treat I think that's a little weird <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They're sticky. They're messy. Who wants to mess with that? You know what I mean? The the pastry chefs don't want to mess with that. If you say so. It's it's like how on Thanksgiving holiday in America is one of the only times that we actually eat turkey. Uh, Aside from that, you don't see that. Like once you start observing the actual like, oh, the culture of food in the place where I grew up. Once I start looking at it directly, it's like looking into the sun. It's true. Yeah. 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 That's fair. So eating a Rice Krispie treat is like looking into the sun. I'm going to upgrade this question to five hot peppers rather than four. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I think on that bombshell, it's time to draw this episode to a close. This is not where I thought we were going to go, but what a journey it's been. So glad that we're here. I want to thank uh, all of our wonderful guests, Cedric, Talia, and Joey. Thank you so much for sharing your cancelable food opinions with us. Reward the algorithm, people. That's right. I got Give it. us those hot takes. Yeah, yeah. Tell us in the comments what you think. We're not going to read it, but you know, feel free to engage with you I said be positive, and then I said I hate avocado. So <laughs> it's going to be a tough day for me. Uh, um, I also want to thank our wonderful sponsors, Card Kingdom. Uh, cardkingdom.com slash LRR is our affiliate code. If you go there and tell them we sent you and say button, please, they'll give you a button, a little one-inch button for free with your order. And uh, the current button, unless I am mistaken, and if I am, that's, well, you know, who can know anything truly in this universe? (laughs) Objective reality. (laughs) Um, You know, unless I'm mistaken, it says, before damage, I concede, which is something I've definitely done when I'm playing a particularly miserable game of standard. Um, So I hope everybody enjoys that. And also... Thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash loading ready run. You are the reason that we can do stuff like this, why we have wonderful people to work here and why I get paid to ask these five hot pepper questions. So thank you so much. This has been Tap Tap Concede. Bye everyone. Thank y'all. Take care.